Last time on Idle and Pop, Jane seized control of the Humanity Bank, just as Squint and Cylon went berserk and Needle Mouse attacked. Meanwhile, emotions were high at the park as everyone dealt with the fallout of the revelation of Sloane's lost time, when they were suddenly interrupted by Lucifer, the final spear of hell. Now, Quentin and his friends are preparing to confront King James as a showdown bruise at the border of the neighborhood. Oh wow, what's gonna happen now? Oh my! Are you still alive, Gabriel? Goodness me, I'm getting sloppy! First, I nearly forget to kill you at all, and then I don't even manage a clean shot. Why? Why did you? Why me? Kill? Why? Why? Hmm? Why? What's Why? that? Why? <laughs> My good fellow, there'd hardly be much sense in telling you at this point, now would there? I've already destroyed your memory. Even if I did divulge my reasons, you wouldn't be able to remember them. And that's before we factor in your imminent exit from this mortal stage, don't you know? Why? Why tilted you? What why you didn't kill? Why? 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 Oh, very well. I suppose I did still owe you a wish, yes? <laughs> you see... Quite some time ago now, I was approached by an angel by the name of Gabriel Bede. Not you, you understand. The original Gabriel Bede. He was quite lost and confused. Unmoored from his place in the universe, yes. An angel would have to be quite unmoored from their place in the universe to ask a demon for help, I suppose. <laughs> Gabriel was so used to seeing everything, from the dawn of time to the universe's unceremonious and tragic end. He simply didn't know what to do with himself now that the universe he'd spent eons observing no longer was. A quite pitiable sight he was indeed. And do you know something? He'd convinced himself that he'd befriended all those boorish louts that destroyed his precious reality. Oh, to think an old broken television like him could possibly understand something like friendship. It would be funny if it weren't so sad. And so, well, <laughs> he made a wish to me that he'd be able to look after his friends in this new universal paradigm he found himself in. Now I'll tell you, my friend, I am not generally in the business of granting favors to angels. Even my magnanimity has its limits, you see. But it just so happened that Mr. Bede's wish had the potential to solve a rather thorny problem we'd been facing here in the neighborhood. Destroying Teothi is, of course, impossible, even for someone as great as I. We built all these lovely undertow homes for the humans where they could frolic eternally in realities of their own design, safe from Teoth's reach. But unfortunately, the state of things outside those homes was quite another matter entirely. She was free to run rampant all throughout the undertow, and we were quite powerless to do anything about it. But you see, 
Gabriel Bede, useless pile of junk that he was, had within him something rather valuable. A spark of purpose. The ability to see all of creation and describe to it meaning. <laughs> and as I'm sure you're aware, my wounded, convulsing friend, that is precisely what is needed to keep Teoth at bay. And so I granted his wish, though perhaps my approach to doing so was a bit unorthodox. Gabriel was converted into the neighborhood security hut, and the homes were modified so that, just like the original estate, they would now and then produce a Gabriel bead of their own. He's the only angel or demon we've enabled any of the houses to produce themselves, you see. Now, awakened masters can roam the streets freely, so long as they remain within the presence of one of you wonderful little angels, wandering about listlessly, waiting for some self-deluded gathering of fools that remind you of your friends. I even granted you all the ability to share memories with one another, to ensure that you all felt that same pathetic little pang of longing in whatever circuitry you have in place of a heart. Why? 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 Yes, yes, why? I'm getting to that, my good man. <laughs> you see, when you foolish Gabriels, blinded by your own omniscience, find a group of desperate miscreants, one of two ideals always seems to find itself floating amidst your cathode rays. About half of you seem to think that you should bring your new companions to me for help. After all, if one can outwit Lord Beelzebub, they can have whatever their heart yearns for, yes? And you're all so very clever. Surely it can't be too hard for a being with as much knowledge as yourself to fool a fat old frog like me. That seems to be your rationale. Quite insulting, if you ask me. Discourteous enough to assuage any guilt I may feel from exploiting your naivete. <laughs> the other half all seem to think that you've found just the right fellowship of heroes to topple the humanity bank. You send them recklessly charging forward toward their perceived foes, and inevitably, they learn the truth. That defeating young Astaroth cannot solve a single one of their selfish little problems. And even if it could, it would mean condemning the human race to death. The truly foolish ones fight on anyway and die, but as for the rest... <laughs> What do you think you'd do with all those desperate, heartbroken little half-wits? <laughs> Why, you bring them to me, of course! And then, we're right back here. You Gabriels, bring these fools to me by the dozen. I grant them their wishes, and before long my horde of delectable fireflies grows ever larger and ever brighter. Everyone gets what they want, but of course in the end, only Beelzebub is happy. The wish I granted that first Gabriel bead was truly my most profitable investment ever. But, of course, if word ever got back to your little hive of what happened here, you might alter your approach. You might start to think up some other foolish little plan, and I can't be assured that it would be quite so favorable as your current behavior. So, unfortunately for you, my good man, I cannot allow any Gabriel Bede to leave this place once they've entered. 
their memories must be destroyed, and of course you can't survive for long without that. I hope you understand that there are no hard feelings. As I said before, I do detest violence, but there are times when it is simply the only solution to avail me. I do try to make it quick and painless for you, at the very least, and in this instance I must regrettably admit to failing in that endeavor, and for that I am truly quite sorry. Yes! Me! 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 In the end, this neighborhood is entirely for my benefit. Of course, we demons have the same charter that you angels once did to protect the humans from Teoth's influence, but there's nothing to say we can't profit from the endeavor along the way. I believe strongly in giving people what they want, handing them all the rope they can ask for, and then just sitting back and watching with rapt attention as they tie themselves a noose and hang themselves. I do not have the patience to oversee the neighborhood myself, but I was one of its chief architects. After all, a better way to give people what they want than this. Every human being a god of their own universe, a reality made in their own image, uncompromising in its vision. Everybody gets exactly what they always wanted. And do you know something? They're more miserable than they've ever been. <laughs> I, of course, am in the business of misery, my friend. And business has never been better. All the power they could ever want, complete control over not just their own lives, but those of everyone they know, and yet they still find themselves in need of my services. It's truly quite comedic. But I'm certainly not complaining, not one bit. The entire thing is a flawless clockwork system that ensures that no matter what, I always get what I want. I say, what do you suppose that is in the sky there? start with Quentin, Anna, Needlemouse, um, and I guess Agent Lorenzen. Quentin and three crystal characters. <laughs> was, was someone else in that scene? It was just that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Yeah, that yeah you're uh, outside of the bank. What do you do? Gee whiz, I'm sure glad we worked through our issues, Needlemouse. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I, I think Needle Mouse is gonna say that we 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 have to we have to tear the place down. We have to free all the slimes down there. Yeah, this time I'm not turning my back on you. Uh, whatever we're doing, whatever you're doing, I got you. Uh, do you, do you, do you need help like freeing the slimes? I don't know what the how how that would work. They don't even know 
who they are. If we can tear down this monstrosity, maybe we can help them remember. Good idea, good idea. All right, sweet. All right, we're all in agreement. No more weird and personal issues inside of ourselves. All right, cool. So, um... Uh, Agent Lawrence <laughs> stumbles back from seeing the drones gun down the HHOA and Sloane suddenly disappear with BB's picture with her. It says, hey, everyone. Okay, all right. Uh, what did you do with Sloane? Where's Sloane? Uh, she disappeared. I don't know why. Are you lying? I... Uh, no, but... I... I understand why you wouldn't trust me. I've... Yeah, I... You ditched us with the van earlier! And then you're with BB, and then you're not with BB. I don't... I don't fully know what your deal is Listen, entirely. I just want to survive. No matter what, I just want to survive. And I thought I could do that if I just attach myself to the biggest fish in the pond. But now uh, they all got killed. Damn. Um. And... I screw you guys over like three times so I don't know why you would ever trust me and I don't have anywhere else to go so I don't know what to do there's a part of me that is so mad and so angry there's also another older part of me that maybe kind of gets it it <sighs> This is so weird to have two the memories. I got like a bunch of memories now, but um, ugh. you gotta do more than survive. It's very easy to fall into the trap of just seeing like, okay, I gotta get out of this this plan and this one and get out of this thing and just going place to place and just you know whatever it takes to get to the next thing. And he like looks at Needle Mouse. He's like. But you're going to wind up hurting people, and not just yourself. And... I don't know. Are you, are you willing to be part of something bigger than yourself? Um... Alexis is gonna... reach into her, her, her suit jacket, take out her FBI badge... And she's going to throw it away. Shit. Hell yeah. No narcs. Right, Anna? <laughs> yeah, no narcs. You go, Alexis. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Needle Mouse, how do you feel about it? <laughs> well, I don't really know what that was, but sure. I, I like the vibes of this girl. <laughs> Fine, that's great. You're new. I don't expect you to know the whole backstory. There's a lot going on there. All right. The Alexis that's way up in the tail clouds. What do you think about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. I've seen this a million times. 
yeah, you have this heartwarming moment, uh, you know, kind of welcoming Agent Lorenzen back into the fold. When all of a sudden, are, are you uh, sure? Before we move on, are you sure we don't want to check in with I don't know Alexander of Lor- son of Lawrence, or <laughs> or Pistachio? Oh, he's dead. You know? <laughs> oh. oh yeah, how's Pistachio doing? Oh yeah, Pistachio sacrificed herself to save a mailer demon. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. shit! Oh, to a real so one. Proud. Also, Pistachio used she/her pronouns, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. May she rest in peace. <laughs> I just listened to that episode, and you said she became a woman, and we all terri- <laughs> were terrified. <laughs> uh, yeah, you all have this this nice, um, you know, heartwarming moment, welcoming Alexis back into the fold, when suddenly um, all four of you are violently shoved out of the way as. Um, how to describe it best. Imagine, like, a giant worm, but covered in feathers, and at the end of it is the head of an owl that just says, uh, out of the way, I've got important business, as it, uh, worms its way through the front door of the bank. Okay. Uh, and to be clear, the worm is so long that, like, it's still hanging out of the front door of the bank. You can see it just, like, going all the way down the block and around the corner. You cannot see the other end of this thing. Quentin turns to the rest of the... Any, that's, is that any of your guys' any of y'all's they, deal? Do you know what their deal is? Nope. Nobody? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I don't know either. They seem new. I, okay, Anna, cool. Anna can roll to investigate. <laughs> uh, Anna, yeah, I would say uh, give me a dredge, actually. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a ten. Ten, I think you have seen... Um, illustrations before uh, that this reminds you of of the demon Pazuzu who you will recall is the uh, head of the uh, the the postal service oh this this is the owl demon Pazuzu Pazuzu? one that's been yeah Pazuzu fucking fucking, uh, boss of the mailer demons we were trying to save them earlier remember that oh I do not like the way that he treats them they work so hard, and they just get yelled at all day. Seems it seems really shitty. It's, it's, we should... Is he going to fight James? <laughs> I, we should probably follow whatever he's doing. Anyway, let's go. There's suddenly a loud, uh... And, uh, there's now a different owl here. It's Strix. Okay. Ah! Oh. What? What? Strix! I was in a what? bumper with you. Were you what? I I look what? different now. Just at, but I we've gone through some changes. But Strix, I remember you. You're the owl that was maybe a student of mine. Hey, how goes it? Uh, well, I I made a wish to a big frog that I needed to meet James Studebaker, and now I'm here. Are are any of you him? Absolutely not. Oh. He's, uh... He's at the top of this big old tower, being an asshole. He's, he's also the reason everything's all fucked yeah, up. Yes, Trix, I do think you see the sign that says Humanity Bank King James Version. Oh. Hmm. That's that's a little on the nose. Yeah, he's kind of an evil tyrant. We're, we're kind of trying to assassinate him. Oh. Really? Because, uh, I'm... 
I'm here because I'm trying to meet the guy in my head. Ugh, that can be rough, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah? But uh, it's important. And we can take you to him? Just a warning, he is a kind of an asshole. Oh. Doesn't mean you're an asshole, though. You Listen, it's not... It could be mutually exclusive. You could be... You could be an asshole, but you could also not be an asshole. It's completely possible to be a different thing. Okay. Uh... Alright, well, I... I guess I'd better head inside. What's with this... What's with this worm? Uh, that's Pazuzu, Lord of Wind, um, head of the Postal Service, he's the shitty boss of the, all those, you know, all those cute mailer demons that are like, oh, hey, buddy, yeah, he's their fucking asshole boss. Oh. Yeah, we get, you're looking at a tower full of bosses. It's just chock full of assholes and bosses. Well, uh, well, I guess, I mean, Quentin, you said I met you. Who, who are the rest of you? <laughs> I'm a agent <laughs> Alexis Lorenzen. F no, just I'm not an agent. I'm I'm just Alexis Lorenzen. Hi, just Alexis Lorenzen. It's uh, nice to meet you. And I'm Anna Borba. Oh, hi Anna. Uh, it's nice to meet you too. I'm an accountant. What's an accountant? Uh, you know the you add numbers together. Oh. How people commit crimes. Oh. Well, it's, it's nice to meet you, too. I, I love how distinct your voice is from, from Miss Lorenzen's. <laughs> yeah, Crystal's really really tried to make her three characters as distinct as she can. <laughs> I go into this with the intention of uh, just choosing violence against Crystal, but here we are. <laughs> oh, and, and this is Needle Mouse. They used to be kind yes, of sad. My name is kind of Needle Mouse. Over, but Hi, Needle Mouse. Strix, you're a shade, aren't you? I. That's what they tell me. I used to be one of you. Now I'm. Oh. Kind of a shade of a shade. Oh. What does that make you? I'm Needle Mouse. Okay. Okay. I think that makes sense. Ish. Uh. Well, um. I'm gonna head inside. Or, or, Dave, you wanna come with me? Yeah. Yes, my intention is to assassinate the king. The king who's. in my head. Yes, I suggest that you make your conversation, uh, to the point. Uh. I'll I'll try. You know, you never know. Maybe you'll reach him. Maybe you'll have a good speech. You're like, oh man, I've been an asshole this whole time. Maybe I shouldn't take control of the underworld and become a weird king. But I don't know. Going by the, the title there, I think he's kind of he might be a little far gone. But worth a shot, you know? Huh? Well, all right. I understand it worked with Alexis, but. When people gain this much power, they never give it up willingly. I know that from experience. Oh. Uh. I'll keep that in mind, uh. Uh. Uh, Needle Mouse. And then, uh, I think Strix is gonna head in the door. 
yeah, the three of you head inside. Um, yeah, Pazuzu's uh, body is big enough that it practically fills the entire uh, door frame, but it's soft and feathery, and you can kind of squish past it as you make your way in. Um, but for now, let's cut away to uh, the border between the neighborhood and the park. Uh, Lucifer is just a handful of paces on the side of the neighborhood and just standing there smoking his cigarette. Um, who makes the first move against him? Um, Sloane, I think. Okay, yeah, Sloane, describe what you do. Um, I think, if I remember right, Sloane told Ethelwolf to, like, form the, like, vanguard with her. Uh-huh. So I think she kind of, like, jerks her head at him and hopes that Ethelwolf gets the message and uh, tries to do, like, a pincer um, on Lucifer. Like, she's from the left, he's from the right, um, with uh, Leva Trace swinging her axe. Okay, yeah, Burgess, you, you going along with that? Yeah, Eth- Ethelwolf's just uh, ready to swing his hammer right at Lucifer's brain. Okay. Um, don't give me a roll for this one. Uh, you both oh move to close in on him. Um, as you rush in, though, you see him look down uh, in confusion at his cigarette. And Sloane, you notice the air in front of the, the burning tip of it distort slightly. And then suddenly, um, just instead of being like a, a red hot tip to the, uh, the cigarette... It bursts into a small plume of flame that kind of just whooshes through the air between you two. And uh, I think Lucifer just says, um, Oh, good. I was honestly a little worried about handling all of you alone. I'm glad to see I've got some backup. The fuck? And Sloan, you see uh, billowing up behind him a cloud of smoke. Oh. Okay. Yes, of course. Yeah, this was inevitable. Fuck it. It's good to see you, friend. I'm sorry to see it. Looks like you've lost your uh, trousers again. No worries, no worries. And he reaches in and pulls out a vial of starlight and tosses it into the cloud. And uh, the vial bursts open and turns into Sabnok's uh, uh, exterminator outfit and mask. And he just kind of plops down onto the ground. <sighs> Sir, didn't kill you last time, huh? No, I'm afraid I can be quite resilient. Yeah, it's gonna be the fourth time. Okay, well, we'll do it for good this time. Maybe the fourth for you alone, but many have tried to kill me. Well, here's the thing, buddy. I'm not alone this time. (laughs) Uh, I think your quipping back and forth is interrupted as a... uh, enraged vampire comes screaming through the sky directly towards Ron. <laughs> what? Oh! Uh, Aura, do you want to give me a scrap? Yeah! I think she's gonna go straight for the juggler, juggler here. Uh, uh, that is a 9 plus we never made a character sheet for this, so... 9 plus whatever you want to be, I guess. Okay, um, tell you what, why don't you just just drop some stats real quick? I didn't expect Aura to survive the last episode, so yeah, <laughs> you know, I forgot we needed me. to do this. Uh, what, actually, let me just look at the, uh, thingy. She is a infiltrator, so I'll just use the infiltrator default stats. That's fine. Okay, that works, that works. So that's negative one pow, so that'd be an eight. Okay, so an eight. Uh, I did roll a nine to resist. 
Okay, so that punches it down to a six. Ooh. Aura, how did you try to attack? So I think the way she attacks is that she throws herself at, at the juggler. Uh-huh. And then at the same time, I think she's like in the shadows. So she just comes out of the shadows and next to her also comes a giant manicured hand. Also going towards towards him. Yeah, imagine you sort of were flying towards the sky and sort of overshot him and landed in his yeah. shadow and then kind of bounced back up out of his shadow. Yeah. Actually, can uh, can I just do a cool thing and just fucking, like, shoot her out of the sky? Uh, let's say you turn and shoot her when she tries to dive at you. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she, like, dives past you, gets into your shadow, and then tries to leap up with her idol on, but then you whip around and just shoot her, uh, stopping her. This isn't my first rodeo, lady. You will die. Yeah, eventually. Oh, fuck, a real vampire fight. No, not eventually, right now. You have killed way too many of my sweet baby boy. If there are any left, I haven't killed enough. Now, come on, let's dance. She just goes for it again. Okay, uh, yeah, let me think here. I want to make sure we're getting around to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I think Sloan might do a little shot calling a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't we start with you, Sloan? What do you do here? Okay. Um, I think Sloan looks at the three threats that have arisen, suddenly became three out of nowhere, uh-huh. um, and looks at Sabnock and knows that's where she's going. Yeah. Um, Burgess, you, um, take one of them. Pick one. I've got the gas mask. Yeah, Ethelwold never missed a beat because he caught the moment when Lucifer was, like, briefly distracted by the air around the cigarette and just kept uh-huh. going at him. Oh, okay, yeah, give me a yeah. scrap, Burgess. Sure. Ooh. Well, that's a seven. Okay, uh, yeah, describe what advantage you want. Well, I think it's going to be that that he catches Lucifer off guard, surprises the target, because he's distracted by the cigarette. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Lucifer uh, kind of got distracted and didn't realize that you were just rushing in with a hammer. Um, so yeah, you're going to swing that at him, and he's going to kind of like stagger backwards. He you got a clean hit in with the hammer, though, knocked the cigarette out of his mouth, but he um. Let me think of what he does. I think he reaches into his uh, vest and pulls out another vial and, like, slams it into your torso. And as soon as it breaks, it just turns into a knife stuck in your side. <laughs> uh, he's going to pull out the knife and toss it to the ground, but he's hurt. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, BB or, uh, or Ursa, you're in control right now. What do you do? I, I think she sees... Um, okay, so I think first Hollow Ursula shoots with the gun, but this is not a roll. The gun's just gonna explode. Okay. Uh, in her hand, because. Remind me which uh, gun this was, just because a lot happened last time. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the one she took out of her Eidolon pack. Uh, it gets better, which right. can produce any broken weapon. Oh, um, okay. So she shoots, the gun explodes. Uh, in hitting her and uh, Ursa, BB. Okay. And then B- Ursa like looks up to her and says, "Everything's everything's wrong and broken. 
And we're not gonna fix everything, but we need to fix us. Okay? We need to fix us. And she, like, looks at her. And Hollow Ursula kinda gets some hint of recognition. And looks at Ursa Bibi. Ursa who looks like Bibi. And they kiss. And then the tear inside of Hollow Ursula gets bigger and wider. And it envelops Ursa Bibi. And a big bus, like bright light uh, comes out of it. And then it's Ursula Ursa there. Just like she was before she made that, that last wish. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't resist the urge to say. She uses a tactic for weak tips to get stronger. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> and I think she just says, pack light. And she has the backpack, teddy bear backpack in her back. I think the teddy bear backpack was wearing headphones now. Okay. Uh, and she grabs a gun and just starts starts shooting at I guess Lucifer. Okay, yeah, give me a bombard. Yeah. Old character sheet time. <laughs> In season one. That is a seven plus two Ellie. So that's a nine. Nine, alright, yeah, what downside do you want? Uh give me Uh I get into danger. Get into danger. Okay, yeah, I think, um... <clears throat> yeah, Lucifer kind of moved and stabbed Burgess, like we said before, and I think then suddenly he gets, uh... A bullet just kind of whizzes by his shoulder, tears his very nice suit, uh, which he looks angrier about than the, the small wound he got, and immediately, uh, like, darts his eyes over to you, uh, Ursula Ursa, and reaches into his... Uh, jacket and pulls out another vial and just uh, chucks it your way. It's just sort of flying towards you. It hasn't turned into anything yet. I think she's gonna put her hand into the backpack and pull out a big comic book looking hammer like big Harley Quinn fuck off mallet Uh and just try to bat it away. Okay, give me a beat the odds plus pow. Cool. That's an eight. Eight. You batted away successfully. Eh, away from you, at least. We'll see where yeah. it lands in a moment here. Uh, Ron, but the tie Ron, not the mic Ron. Uh, <laughs> Walmart Ron, as I have very rudely taken to calling him in my notes. Um, you are seeing uh, a <laughs> of an older vampire woman fight with the Ron that you've been kind of fanboying out over, uh, just kind of immediately just going at it with one another. What do you do? Uh, when Aura attacks, Ron immediately tries to do something cool and, like, flips and falls back in the mud. Uh, okay. And he's like, oh, fuck, fucking vampires. How do you kill vampires? Uh, silver, sunlight, silver, sunlight, stakes, right? I gotta find stakes. Uh, and he, like, looks around. There's, like, trees around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to have super fast jellyfish try and grab, like, some sticks and just throw a bunch of them with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of jellyfish arms. Just throw a bunch of, of steaks at it, at, at Aura. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give me a, uh, bombard. 
Oh, that's a five and a six. Okay. Woo! Okay, yeah, in that case, um, Aura, do you want to uh, try to interfere here? I think she's going to try to hide in the shadows. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, give me that, I don't know uh, if you want me to tell you my next move, or if you want to just to leave it at that. Well, you're, you're trying to hinder uh, Ron's attempt to stake oh, you. yes. Uh, jump into the shadows, come out of the shadows from Ron's shadow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to hinder? Uh, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, okay. I think, um, you... Disappear into the shadows, but one of the sh- uh, sharp tree branches manages to dig into like your foot before it fully dissolves into the shadow, and it like pins you in place. You're mostly in shadow, but the one bit of you that's not is stuck to the ground. Advance your damage track. Cool. As um, but what downside do you want, Ron? Oh, what are my options? I don't know. Bart, still. Uh, you move into danger. Your nerves are rattled, giving you minus one to your next roll, or you um cause collateral damage. I'm gonna go with the first one. I think like nerves are rattled. Now Ron has entered the field as a threat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's reasonable. In that case, I think the way you moved into danger was uh you did not see the vial that uh. Ursa batted away, and it just kind of lands at your feet and turns into a grenade. Huh, what the fuck is- Ah! (laughs) What do you do? Uh, well, does he have enough time before it explodes? You have, like, a split second to react. He's gonna kick it at (laughs) Ora. Okay, yeah, give me another bombard. You get a sunlight grenade, you kick it at a vampire. That was, uh, that's a ten. Ten. Okay, yeah, Hora, you want to hinder Rod again? I think, yeah, I think she's gonna try to, like, from the shadow, that hand that's her eidolon's gonna come out, uh-huh. not her, just her eidolon, and try to, like, grab Ron by the throat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's snake eyes. Oh, God, Hora, you're not doing great. I guess she could push. It's almost like you primarily uh, perform institutional violence and are not much of yeah. a one-on-one fighter. She's not used to this type of physical violence. It's, yeah. not, it's not her, her forte. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep that snake eyes. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Then that grenade goes off. Uh, other Ron, Mike Ron, you're right next to her, so I feel like this is a problem for you. Uh, he's gonna try and just dive out of the way. Like, keep it simple. You beat the odds plus Ellie. Alright. I gotta double check what Ron's Ellie is. Uh, it's two, and that's good because I rolled a five, so seven. (laughs) I think you dive out of the way as the grenade goes off. Um, I think we've already pushed Aura to desperate. She's not having a great time. Yeah, she's taking three damage. Yeah, yeah, so she's down to one. (laughs) Yeah. You dive out of the way, Ron, towards the other Ron. I think you just kind of hit the dirt. But, uh, Aura, your Eidolon is still coming out of, uh, the other Ron's shadow and is now poised to hit both of them. But let's move away from this fight because there's other fights going on and I wasn't planning to just focus all on Aura. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the new main character of Eidolon. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, who else is on? Who's next on my list for th- people to do things? 
Um, well, Abby is, but I've got her on the aura fight. I don't know if they need help. <laughs> um, well, I didn't really, if you want to have Sloan do a thing, I, I was going to have her do a follow-up, and then Burgess went and smacked Satan with it, or Lucifer with a hammer. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead, Sloan. Um, I think she's going to see Sabnock and immediately think about, like, everyone who's there. Uh-huh. And go, Carly, you're with me. And uh, yeah. um, say, okay, poison gas will kill you. Stay away. Um, summon a bunch, like, get a bunch of plants and get them. I, what? Plants? Oh, that, shit. I, I don't do that. Okay, I shouldn't have assumed. Human disco ball. What's your thing? What's your deal? Uh, a human-shaped disco ball shows up. It reflects the worst things. Uh, the thing that you hate the most about you back to you? Can it reflect it back to... I'm not to sure s- that'll be very effective about me. I have a very healthy self-image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but also, I can turn it into armor. And she, like, snaps her fingers, and it turns into armor for her. All right. Um, oh. And I can yeah. kick your ass with this. Yeah, hey, um, you want a feast of things I hate about myself. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I got a lot of them. Um, and uh, I think she wants Carly to, like, make as thick of a suit of armor as she can and go get them. Yeah. Uh, does that just improvise armor? Yeah. I just have plus one ongoing when resisting harm. Okay, great. Um, I don't know if you want me to make that a roll where I'm, like, Throwing like myself buffed. with the armor. Yeah. I think I think we're yeah. If you want to like make it like a scrap, uh, then yeah. yeah. And that felt like an assist from from Sloan, Sloan. for sure. Yeah. Eight. Um. And that will only bump it. Yeah, you only bump it to nine. So, what advantage do you want? Um. Create opportunity for my allies. Okay. How do you do that while attacking Sabnock? Uh, I'm keeping Sabnock focused with me. I think the armor is very thick. It's different than what I think before I imagined it being like a knight armor. Uh-huh. And now it's more like a spacesuit. Oh, sure. And then I can imagine it slightly starts corroding. And then new layers of images start forming around it of things that not only Sloan, but anyone around hates about themselves. Ooh, yeah, just yeah. plastered like a weird collage over her. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. we need therapy. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think Sabnock says, uh, uh, as you just kind of like, yeah, get into a fight with him, he sprays yeah. his uh, gas gun at you and just says, that's a very impressive suit of armor, but I'd be surprised if it was completely airtight. Am I wrong? And I think you do feel in some spots, like, little bits and pieces here that his mm-hmm. gas is getting in and eating away at just your skin. Adventure damage track, mm-hmm. you're not, like, hurt bad. Yeah. It's mostly protecting you pretty well, but... Uh, I want to do a thing that, not for a move, just for f- flavor. I think yeah. the parts that her skin are getting cut, she's just grabbing armor and pushing it in there and yeah. her skin now has reflections of these Sick. worst things all over her body uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> um okay Great. can i can i make a move since she's distracting him yeah um i'm gonna go ahead and sorry one second um yeah i'm going to spend my one hold i get as a veteran to use like old times uh-huh. Uh, and I'm going to use Rushdown. 
Um, okay. Describe how you're on uh, to instantly close the distance and scrap. Um, okay. I think that seeing that it's Sabnock being surrounded by people like in mass for the first time, Sloan gets a little bit of that fire back. And uh-huh. when she summons Leave a Trace, there's a little more meat to her than usual. And they just do like a rocketing, like she is on Leva Trace's back as she just like puts her feet in the ground and flies forward to take a big ol' slash at Sabnock. Can I make a pitch oh, for yes, how please. the attack looks? Yes, please. Okay, you're riding on Leva Trace. Uh, Leva Trace has her axe, and like you grab the axe and jump off oh, Leva Trace to yeah. swing her axe. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, give me a scrap and take plus one for the uh, the advantage you got from it. Mm, beautiful. That is... <laughs> that is a 13. Fuck yeah. Uh, you bring the axe down and uh, Sabnok's body pops like a balloon. Which, you know, maybe not actually... You, you, you damaged him, yeah. but now also just gas is just blowing out everywhere. It's We can handle that. It's... It's better this way. Yeah, I think the the axe in your hand just kind of like uh, disintegrates as it hits the gas. Um, I mean, it's an idol on axe though, so I think Leva Trace just kind of like gets it back. Leva Trace is always kind of disintegrating a little bit, so it's no big yeah, deal. yeah, yeah. Um, let me look here. Uh, bu- 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 uh, Abby, what are you doing? Oh, Abby's freaking out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of bad things just happen. Um, I think Abby is just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, okay, uh, and, like, trying to do an assessment and sees Sloane and Carly are, seem to be doing okay. Um, she doesn't know anything about what's going on with Burgess, but she sees Walmart Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Walmart Ron, I'm calling you Walmart Ron. It's um, acceptable. It's the, it's the fan in name. Um, and, uh, and just... That vampire lady seems real fucked up. Um, and I think she's gonna try and get to, um, get to Aura Mm -hmm. and rewind, um, the stick. Um, or like, ugh, I'm trying to think of a way she could, like, rewind the sticks, but I don't, like, are they scattered around? I mean, there's one that's still, like, dug into her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ron missed with some of the others, so maybe you could pull them back to maybe hit her, like, a, you know, like a boomerang effect. Yeah, that's what I I was hoping to, like, pull it back since she's pinned. They would then correctly land where she is now. Okay, um, give me a bombard. Okay. That is... That's plus Ellie, right? Yeah. That's a seven on my roll, and, um... Abby's Ellie is negative one, so ah, beans. <laughs> uh, yeah, you rewind the uh, the sticks, Abby, and um, you miscalculate the angle run through the mat, and they all just uh, jam into you. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> shit, shit. Oh, and my bruises are still there. Ow. <laughs> your bruises are still there. The- what, what hurts more, Abby? The sticks uh, digging into your bruises or the fact that everyone else did a cool action move and you just embarrassed yourself in front of your crush? 
Uh, she's too busy to notice. <laughs> Sloan, are you too busy to notice? Nope, she saw it and she's just like, oh no. <laughs> she's she's trying her best. I, she she she's been through a lot recently. I get it. It's it's, it's fine. I've messed up a whole lot. It's okay. I'll help. <laughs> She got, what? like, this evil glass inside of her that make her whole body into a bruise. It wasn't great. Uh, let's cut away from the fight and back into the bank. Um, let's rewind a little bit, actually, to uh, James. You just, uh, you're in here alone now after the, uh, after Quentin fighting his own Eidolon kind of got taken outside. It's been a real pain in the ass to clean up the mess that they made, but I think I've managed to make it work. I've got uh, I've got uh, Astaroth hooked up in a in a stable way where he's he's not gonna be alive, but he's not gonna die enough to ruin anything. Yeah, maybe twitches occasionally, but you know that's to be expected. Yeah, you know involuntary muscle spasms. He's he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to like reestablish my records. I finally have. My whole, like, library, my whole, uh, like, whatever... Shoot, I'm, I'm blanking on the, what the word for it would be. Repository? Sure. I don't know. Like, yeah, my, my, my library of, of just all the data in this new multiverse. Oh, and there's so much more data than there used to be. So much more. And I've got to try and just, you know, rewrite down whatever it is I can remember from the first universe before it all got burned. Just, just really just trying to keep all my... St- just everything straight. Yeah, I think the uh, the demons in here are uh, bending to your will. It's it's nice that you know it's been a long time since you've had a nice stable um, like group of employees that actually cared about the job. Yeah, it feels nice. It's been too long, too too many just just all of this horseshit with uh, with that last group of little gremlins that showed up in the old place. Yeah. But uh, finally, finally, I feel like things are back on track. So let me ask you this. Have you basically turned, like, how does the bank look now? We sort of talked about just the the all-star room, but, like, how overall have you revamped what the bank looks like? Oh, it's it's gone from looking like just a boring-ass uh, office building to a fucking, like, fucking dystopian cyberpunking hell cyberpunk hell building basically okay okay uh, it's just like there's just like lights everywhere and 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 just everything is like dark red and black it like actually looks more demonic than it used to which is very strange considering uh-huh, uh-huh. but yeah it's like it, it's straight up just an evil fortress now yeah and uh yeah he is he is leaning back in in his like throne there and he's you know uh, working away at the the panels that he's got, just trying to get all this shit organized. Okay, yeah, I think uh, as you're working away, you hear a voice just say, uh, "Well, now hold on a moment, Metatron, is that you?" It is um, Satan Genesius with only one horn. Ah, Satan Genesius, how have you been? Oh, I I thought you died, but even before the estate burned down, how'd you get here? It's. It's a long story. I I had brought up a link with this, like I guess not random human before everything burned down. Like I was looking for a specific human, but yeah, I just had to I had to kind of lay low for a while. But I'm here, and I'm gonna clean everything up. 
Well, it's certainly nice to see a friendly face in I don't know how long. I've been working here as the uh, official lawyer for the bank. Uh, do not care for working with demons. Uh, I hear you. So, I hear you. Yeah. Um, where is Astaroth? Oh, he's here. And he points to uh, where he's strapped into the battery. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's as good a place for him as any. Um, hey, did he show you uh, the... Hmm. Trying to think if I don't want to spoil the surprise if he didn't show it to you. I guess did he show you anything surprising? No. Alright, yeah, I think you're gonna to wanna to see this if you wanna come with me real quick. Sure. Uh is is it gonna involve leaving the room? Uh yeah. Okay. Uh he's going to uh he's gonna step out of the chair, but he's gonna keep like just a, an ongoing like cloud of the robotic owls to like maintain a connection with it. I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow him into another chamber, and um, it, it's similarly a very large room. It's also down here in sort of the basement level. And uh, above your head, wrapped up in chains that are sort of suspending it, is a chunk of what looks like the estate. Is that? Yep. It is, as far as we know, the only surviving piece of the original estate. It's the Parlor of Death. I guess the demons wanted to hold on to it so they could keep uh, spawning more of themselves through the dark room. By the way, I'm not entirely sure what your new uh, managerial practices are going to be, but we are running low on Spears of Hell, so you might want to look into getting us a few more of those. Sure, sure, just... hmm. And then we also still have the light room as well. Uh, hmm. They don't have much use for angels, though. They mostly use it to crap out Stapletons to turn into buses. So is the, is this thing uh, is is the part of the the parlor of death? Is is it hooked up to anything that's making more demons spawn? No, I think it is literally just like if you sort of ripped that chunk of the building out and it's just holding it up, and you can see like two of the walls of the parlor are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can sort of see just like the the floor, and I think all the furniture is sort of bolted down to where I, uh, you know, it would have been. And you can just see two uh, doors in it. One, you can see, like, light coming through under the door, and the other one, you can just see shadow coming through under the door. Metatron is going to unchain that... uh, He's going to send out a cloud of the little robotic owls. Uh Uh-huh. He's going to unchain that part of the the estate uh, from the wall. Okay, yeah, I think it kind of just crashes to the ground. And he's going to pick it up and bring it back into the All-Star room. Okay. And he's going to try and hook it back up. Okay, yeah. Um, describe how you want it hooked up. I mean, you're the boss, not me. Well, uh, I want to try and reinvigorate the light room. Because I have had it with these demons and their horseshit. Okay. And I think it's high time that the angels established order around here. Give me a beat the odds Ooh. plus genius. Okay, what is... What is, I guess, uh, Metatron's genius? Question mark? I mean, I would still say just use James's stats. Okay, uh, I rolled a nine. Nine. Okay, yeah, I think you get some tubing from the All-Star hooked into it. And uh, you can tell that it is working, but it's going to take some time to add power to the light room. And I think uh, Satan behind you just says, um, oh, right, and... um." They were also spawning uh, Joannas to use as receptionists. I think they killed the one that was down there. 
So might want to get another one of those as long as you're powering up the Lightroom. <sighs> mm. They always kill Joanna as soon as they get in here. It's a real inconvenience. You know, knowing their history, that doesn't surprise me. No, but look, at some point, I mean, how many times you got to kill her before you made your point? True, true, but you know how humans are. Well, yes. Let's uh, let's get started with that first, then. And he's gonna snap his fingers, and he's gonna try and make a Joanna. Yeah, I think um, the door to the light room is going to fall open, and a partially complete Joanna, let's say, uh, like one of her legs and like a different quarter of her head is like made of stone, and she just uh, s- like slams onto the ground. She says, "Ow." That was my first ever experience in this life, and it was pain. God. Hello again, Joanna. Oh, hello. I'm not sure I have met your acquaintance. Uh, I, I may not look the part, but uh, I am Metatron Homobinus. Oh, yeah, no, I see what's going on. Uh, Metatron, she's a new Joanna. She doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see if we can fix that. And uh, he's going to try and... I guess hook up some some more of the robotic owls into like into Joanna and see if he can I don't know I guess implant her memories back in question mark I think you start working on that when suddenly you hear another voice say uh yes hello am I to understand you're the current president of the bank in a manner of speaking and you are yes hello my name is Pazuzu I am the head of the postal service in the neighborhood I look forward to having a very lucrative relationship with you in the future, but right now we have a bit of a crisis on our hands. What kind of crisis? Well, there's a bit of a problem at the central distribution center for the postal service. The mailer demons are having what uh, you could pessimistically refer to as a riot. What? Why? Yes, uh, it would seem that uh, one mailer daemon, uh, number 274456399999-14, has... Uh, slowly been accruing power and becoming a seditious revolutionary under our noses and has put a bunch of crazy ideas into their minds. They're all now insisting we call them Polly and have become quite violent at the refusal to do so. Respect Mailer Demon's names. I don't see why calling them Polly is a problem. What? What is? What is the actual issue? Oh, are you kidding? First they'll be asking for names, then they'll be wanting breaks. Then who knows... Breaks? You can't give them an inch. Oh. Oh, they're organizing, are they? Yes, exactly. Oh, I've dealt with this before. Okay. But frankly, okay. I would describe it as rather disorganized at the moment. They're just breaking things. <laughs> That's my boys. <laughs> what do you recommend? Hmm. Well, I came here for your direction as uh, it is your job. I'm escalating the issue to my manager. Okay, uh, hmm. Fuck, what, hmm, what would I, I'm trying to think, because I, I basically have, like, at the same time, I have both very limited and unlimited power here. Uh-huh. Um, you do also have an army of drones. I do. You're right, that is, that's very good. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and take care of that, then, and James is going to pull out his little tablet... And uh, he's going to turn to Pazuzu and says, uh, Okay, where would you say the most troublesome Mailer Daemons are right now? 
Oh, they would, they would be in the central warehouse. However, I'm worried you might have a murderous intent, which I can completely sympathize with. But it should be worth noting that destroying the workforce like that will put us several centuries back. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to, you have to, uh, you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet, you know? I'm a bird, so I find that roughly offensive. <laughs> mm. Never was a fan of birds. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Nothing. Well, if you want a, uh, a more moderate approach, where would you propose I send my, uh, my forces? I'm just not sure if kill squads are going to be the most effective method here. Again, very effective for putting down the uprising, but picking up the pieces afterwards would be a challenge. Okay. okay. Uh, you, you said, said there was, was one Mailer Damon in particular who was uh, sort of leading the charge? Yes, yes. He insists that he doesn't want the name Polly, but I think that is just a clever trick on his part. <laughs> All right. Can you tell me where he is? Yes, he is in the middle of the central warehouse, yelling, just yelling, not even anything in particular. Okay. Uh, give me his coordinates, and I will cut this thing off at the head. Uh... Strix, Quentin, Needlemouse, and uh, Alexis, you have been running through the bank. I think um, Pazuzu's weird, wormy body is just stretched all over this place like cat dog. And uh, you're just following the trail of it until uh, you make your way back down into the basement where Pazuzu is currently about to uh, send the coordinates to destroy the mailer demon. Oh. Hold that thought, uh, Mr. Pazuzu. And uh, James is going to snap his fingers again, and the Cloud of Owls is going to lift him up and put him back in the throne. I have something I need to take care of. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Metatron Studebaker. <laughs> Ooh, that's a name. Is, uh, loads up into the, uh, the pod at the tip of the Metatron arm. Oh, what a, what is going on in here? I am restructuring the very disorganized nature of this reality. I see. Uh, are, are you... Are you James? I was supposed to meet him. I have been using James as a convenient shell while I have regenerated within him. Oh. That doesn't sound fun. Work is not supposed to be fun. You're the asshole that fucking killed me, and also Ursa. I merely carried out my duties as the head of the paperwork department in the estate. The supreme authority for proper order in the universe. If you positioned yourselves as enemies of that order, then I cannot be blamed for what happened to you. Strix, do you wanna... Do you wanna try reaching this? Fuck it. No, we're fucking kicking this guy's ass. Uh... Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But okay. I... <laughs> Quinn turns back to Anna. <laughs> I, just, I, I feel weird. Anna's gonna gonna kneel down and hold Strix's little bird wings. Oh. And she's gonna say, "Listen, if this being is you, sometimes you have to kick your own ass a little bit before you can talk to yourself." I think uh, Metatron is just going to say, This distraction is slowing down productivity. Get back to work, he says as he 
uh, Mike, veto this if you don't like this, but he uh, reaches up and pulls the top of his head off, and a cog kind of grows out of it, and little owls just perch on the, te- the each tooth of the cog. No, that rules. That's dope as shit. <laughs> oh, God. What did you do to your head? So does this power still work through the little micro owls? Yeah, I think uh, you begin to feel a compulsion within you to get back to work. How how fast did these like owls travel? Do they travel faster than the speed of sound? Mm, probably not faster than the speed of sound. Okay, that's good because um, rhythm and balance can roll around at the speed of sound. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because yeah, it's not line of sight based anymore. You're right. It's the owls have to dissolve into the command. So yeah. Um, Rhythm and balance. Why don't you give me a beat the odds plus pow? Got places to go, gotta follow my rainbow. Oh, that's only a five total. So, uh oh. Oh, ninja. <laughs> rainbow goes bad. Uh, I think. The rainbow um, crashed. <laughs> yeah, I think you uh, block some of them, but there's just a whole wave of them, and the rest of them just rush past you and uh, kind of just dissolve against everyone else, and yeah, uh,. Quentin, Anna, Alexis, and Strix, you just uh, fan out across this uh, this new server room now and just start um, working. Hey everyone, Fabi here with your ad break, medroll ad break. It's, it's an ad break, I don't know. Patreon plug. Um, <laughs> Happy New Year! Uh, you are listening to this in 2022. I am recording this in 2022. We we made it? Question mark. Um, thanks as always for supporting the podcast, for supporting us. Like really, this is still we've been doing this for two years now, and it still knocks me out. Like I, the amount of support y'all give us means. The freaking world for me. It it really does. Um, I'm terrible at these hat breaks. I usually do them in in character, uh, but I said not to. You know, the the case of what what Fabi's characters, who's Fabi playing in the podcast at this moment is a little complicated. Uh, so it's just me, your favorite neighborhood me. <laughs> uh. God, I haven't done an ad break in forever. Uh, lots of things to get to. Firstly, uh, you one, hey, you should support us on Patreon in case you haven't yet. Uh, for one dollar a month, all the episodes get here a week early. Uh, so if you're listening on the free feed, you could have been listening to this episode one whole week early. Uh, so you know. You could have been listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing anything. Everything goes in. Uh, uh, you. <laughs> what else do you get for $1 a month? It's been a while. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the the Patreon uh, notes, the notes. You get the notes that Luke does, and you also get the design sessions uh, where Luke and Molly are figuring out, you know, what what does Patreon point to? 2.2? 2. 2. 2, 0.2? What does Patreon and 
two, and you got to do the peggle two. Two looks like. Uh, no one can see me, but I still did it. Um, <laughs> for five dollars a month, you get everything else, and also the game. You get the game, and uh, it's it's a good game. You you should be getting it. Recommend it. <laughs> and we have a new. If all this, you're loving all this, we have a new tier that's $10. Um, it's the grab bag. You're going to get uh, a bunch of different podcasts and ideas and things. Uh, I'm working on a Persona 3 portable Let's Play with some guests from the cast and just have the uh, next year... Uh, probably after the current grad bag stuff ends, which is, uh, haven't, you haven't potted my cast? Casted my pod? I should, I should have notes when I do these? Hey, who cares? Yeah, but it's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, of Stone Ocean in particular. I believe that's the name of part six, where Luke, Ty, and Iris all info dump about Jojo Tisoe and she has to deal with it. And I guess they also talk about Stone Ocean. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I haven't heard it yet. I can't wait to hear it uh, because I'm recording this on one one. Uh, but yes, you should. Everyone should go donate ten dollars a month. We're gonna have that podcast and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, if if you can, we would really appreciate it. Uh, personally, I really appreciate all the support. If you cannot uh, donate to the Patreon, please, please tell your friends. <laughs> Don't be ashamed to like Eidolon. Share it on Twitter. Share it wherever you can. Make your friends listen to this. Tie them down. Play this. And tell them you're going to love the thing I love. Do it. Do it, coward. Uh, oh, I just forget, uh, because we reached the goal, I think it was $750 a month, uh, you're getting a new episode of Eidolon uh, Playlist, where we talk about the music, that, where we yell at each other about the music, uh, that, like, that it's inspired, music of bands whose names of songs and names of themselves are featured on the show. The music itself isn't really featured, kind of. Anyway, um, that's going to be Sam's Town. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet as of recording this right now. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think those are all the tiers. Oh, you get also for $5 a month, you get your name right on the podcast. Like, so, which I will do now. Uh, I apologize if I butcher any pronunciations. I will do my best. Uh, if any of these are wrong, please uh, let the uh, let us know either on the Discord or on Twitter so that uh, we're pronouncing your name correctly. Marissa, last name. You, you know what? Who knows what's going to happen to BB? Let me just drink some water. I'm going to read these as BB. I don't know when I'll get to do this voice again. Marissa, um, hi, Bibi, hi, hi, Bibi, hey, there we go, I'm keeping all this in, baby, hi, 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 
Marissa, last name. The last robot. Bimbo worked. Lacey, empress. Christopher Bragados. Kenning. NM. J-Dub. Lillian Schultz. Infinitron. I don't know why I did that robot voice. Infinitron. Charlie Neal. Oh no, BB has become a robot. Beep boop. I will gaslight you. <clears throat> uh, Charlie Neal. Ellen. Matthew Entecott. Benjamin Lewis. Queen Cat Attack. Dio Brando stole my massive Joestar dick. Lucentia. Celeste Jennings, Lachlan Cleland, Patch, Timothy Miller, 21st Century, Pixel, Crass Pants, Megan Krantz, John Kingle, John Klingle, Johnny K. I, one of those should make you happy, I hope. Uh, <laughs> one more reminder uh, before I let you get back to the show is, hey, if you want your voice in the show to celebrate the finale, which is coming on lightning fast, uh, submit your clips of you singing the chorus of everything will be all right by the killers for this podcast. Uh, just you just what you gotta do is record yourself along with the song at three forty three three minutes forty three minutes in. It's a long song. Uh, it's a good song. Anyways, we I, I already I already put this case in the playlist. Um, just leave your voice like record yourself with the music, but just. Just send us your voice, like put headphones, hear the song, then sing the song, but just record your voice. Uh, and then email that at idolonplaytest at gmail.com. Anyway, this has been like, what, 20 minutes? Time back for the show! Oh, oh, oh boy, there's just, this place is a mess. This place is a mess, there's just so much. Uh, so many people. All right, now that that's dealt with, can we get back to the fact that the Mailer Daemons are burning down the warehouse? Uh, are you, are you wanting me to do that or? Uh... Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> oh, right. Yes, I'm Metatron now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Very I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Metatron turns to Pazuzu and says, "Yes, yes we, we must, must correct, correct this immediately. immediately. I will go and." Uh, I think uh, here's here's what's going to happen. Just rocket boosters propel the throne off of the arm, and he just bursts through the uh, the wall of the bank. And uh, Pazuzu just kind of like, well, okay then, I guess. And just sort of starts pulling backwards, like tracing his trail back to pull out of the bank. Uh, let's go back <laughs> to the park. Uh, Burgess, I think you're yeah, kind of closest to Lucifer here. As Lucifer um, kind of darts his eyes, you know, towards where he got shot from, 
and uh, moves to run away towards one of the houses near the the border of the park here. Yeah, I think uh, Ethelwolf is going to, like, throw the hammer in the direction that he's running while also running past him and try to, like, recall it as it's in front of him so it hits him while it's flying back into his hands and, like, trips him. Okay, give me a bombard. Ooh, that's a nine. So, uh, yeah. What downside do you want? Uh, I think I, as I make the shot, I move into danger, and it it yeah. trips him over. But then he also like falls into me, and I'm knocked over, and we're both in a bad position. Yeah, and I think uh, just all of the remaining vials in his jacket just scatter everywhere, and he reaches out his hand to like trigger them. Um, BB, what are you? Or sorry, Ursula, Ursa. You have a lot of names. Yeah, no, listen, I think all of them are her names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do? She... I want to do something I haven't done since last season. Okay. I'm going to no-clip, and I'm going to disappear from the undertow, appear in the BB universe, and then disappear from there and appear behind uh, Lucifer and shoot him. Okay, yeah, give me the no clip uh, roll. That's biz, right? Uh, yeah. That's a 10, and I think my biz is 2. That's a 12. 12. Okay, here's what I think happens. You appear and just start spr- uh, sprinting before you even really realize where you appeared in the BB universe. Mm-hmm. You're in BB's apartment, and I think that Ron is here and, like, makes eye contact with you for a split second before you're so, gone again. Here's my question. Yeah. We know time passes differently uh-huh. inside uh, states. Can I have a quick scene here? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll allow it. I'm sorry to put you on the spot to play that run. No, that's fine. I can do that. Hey, um... Uh, whoa. Uh, who... Uh, we don't have a lot of time. Wait. I just... Yes. Uh, Carly's okay. Um... Uh, wh- okay. What's going on? It's really hard to explain, but we'll be back. Uh, can I look at your chest real quick? What? Uh, what? And she, she like opens his shirt up a little bit and sees if the numbers are there, if the timer is there. Ooh, that's a good question that I hadn't thought about. Ooh, I didn't think about that one. Carly only wished hers away, right? Yeah. Then, then yeah, I think it's still there. Uh oh. Um, can I try to get rid of it since I am the master of this estate and this Ron is a creation of this estate? Give me a beat the odds plus biz. Thankfully, I have two biz. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. I'm going to re-roll a three. Okay. That's a five. So thirteen total. That's an eleven. Okay. Okay. Um, in that case, yeah, I think we see now uh, the actual undertow home. Uh, you know, like BB sort of penthouse, and I think on the kitchen counter was a like a novelty alarm clock that looked like a little <laughs> Count Dracula, like a cartoon <laughs> Count Dracula. Great. 
And it just uh, cracks and crumbles into dust as the timer disappears off of him. I'm so sorry about all of this. What the hell is going on? I have to go kill someone. What? Don't worry about it. I hurt you. I'll make it up to you. I promise. Uh, okay. I. And then she just moves back and. Yeah, you're, you're gone. He's just left. Yeah, you like, I think she like jumps backwards. Yeah. and she disappears. What the fuck was that? <laughs> As uh, yeah, Vivi, you now appear uh, behind Lucifer with your gun drawn. Yeah, and uh, it's a gun that looks just like uh, Raphael Hubert's gun used to look. Uh-huh. And she shoots Lucifer with it. <laughs> hey, Lucy. Hello? He reaches a hand out and just kind of slaps it on the ground, and all of the vials that scatter just uh, turn into big, jagged metal spikes that are just... Stabbing upwards at Burgess and uh, Ursa both. Uh, what do you two do? Uh, hand goes inside the backpack. Big, giant, goofy from Kingdom Hearts shield comes out. Uh-huh. And she wants to surf the spikes. <laughs> Great. Give me a beat the Oswald's pal. And grab Joseph while we're on the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is... I don't know what my power is. My power is a zero. That's a seven. Seven. Okay. Um, I think you... I'll tell you what. Either Burgess or Ursula can take a hit here. I'll let y'all decide. Uh, I, I I think I think Burgess would take the hit for his, his pupil. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the spikes get blocked by the shield, but yeah, one of them is going to hit Ursula, and Burgess kind of moves to take it and just gets uh, yet another stab wound. Welcome aboard. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you've advanced so much in your studies. We'll deal with that later. I think the the force of the spikes, like shooting up, kind of launched you into the air a bit. Like I don't know, fifteen feet or so. Mm-hmm. Lucifer does not seem to be getting up. You're not close to him, but he might be dead. Not clear, as you're just kind of sent soaring back. Looking up, though, you see a large shape in the sky, uh, slowly but surely approaching. Uh, can I make out the shape? It looks like a giant metal eagle. Huh. Pulls out sniper rifle. And it's just, like, very slowly but surely, like, descending in your general direction. I don't think she's gonna shoot, she's gonna wait and track it. Yeah, I think if you're watching it through the sniper scope, um, it's not, like, articulate. It almost looks like, you know what, now that you're getting that close-up view, it's not a bird. It is, like, a giant airship in the shape of a bird. Uh, and it's coming this way? Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, it's gonna be a minute or two before it gets here, but yeah. Yeah, so I uh, when I switch, I moved uh, I moved one move from uh, BB to this fusion Ursula Ursa. Yeah, and that's brain radio. Okay. So everyone that Ursula or Ursula Ursa had a tie with uh, can hear her that's nearby 
can hear her say, There's a eagle-shaped ship on its way here. Yeah. So I think basically everyone in the area hears that. Yeah. And also, I guess, Alexis hears that, like, on the other side of the neighborhood. Ron, Mike Ron, what do you do? Aura's pretty beat up at this point. All right, uh, what's left her? She got a, a foot sticking out of the ground and a and the hand coming at me. She had kind of like managed to come up, be like you got knocked towards the other Ron, and she sent her like wallmaster ass Eidolon out of his shadow to swipe at the both of you. I have one more thing with her. If you wanted to be like, this is like her big a lot attack. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So her Eidolon sucks the blood of people. We haven't. I haven't said very specifically how. I think just a bunch of her Eidolon, this manicured hand comes out, and all the nails come out flying, and the nails are connected through chains through the hands, and it's gonna try to hit everyone she's fighting with. She sucks some blood. Now listen, I have described a lot of body horror on this show, so I'm getting what's coming to me here. I'm just... (laughs) I don't like fingernail stuff. Oh, this is really good to know. Awesome. So here's the thing about you sending a bunch of targets flying at us. Uh, Ron may be a lot of things, a lot of really nasty, horrible things. He's still a damn good marksman. I'm gonna try and shoot all the nails out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Aura, give me a scrap. Aura, if you've got better Ellie, I can see Bombard here. Um, and, uh, Ron, hinder. Uh, that is an 11. I rolled a 9 on the hinder. Okay, so that punches the, uh... Did you go for Bombard or Scrap? Uh, or I went for Bombard. Bombard, okay. Uh, then what downside do you want? I guess into danger, just so you, you, she can be finished off. I think what this is, is she, she like, screams in anger and yeah. throws herself from one of the shadows to the closest one to Ron uh-huh. or whoever wants to finish her. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, the nails uh, you know, successfully stab into both Rons and start... Sucking their blood. Um, but Abby... Mm-hmm. Aura got distracted by the two she rods. Sure did. I think Abby remembers the grenade that went off and finds a tiny little piece of shrapnel and rewinds it so that it's a few seconds away from going off. Can I suggest something? Can you rewind it so that it's now... Where Aura just appeared, so it's inside of her when it explodes. Oh fuck! <laughs> I, I would love to, Luke. Can I do that? I, you know, hey, depends on what you're rolling. Right, let's yes. do it. Yeah. Was, um, come on, Abby. This would be, um, God, I. Be- I'm gonna say bombard. Yeah, I barely ever play not slow <laughs> actions, so um, let's see. That is. Uh, that's plus Ellie, so that's a... Minus one. <laughs> minus one. I rolled an eight, so that would make it a seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, in that case, um, I think, well, it's a grenade, so collateral damage makes the most sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think the grenade goes off, um, killing Aura, but also catching both Rons in the blast and knocking them down, because they're kind of uh, pinned and getting their blood sucked. I'm so sorry! I think you're both pretty beat up at this point, right? I I think so. You're at least you're at least two. You might be down to one. I haven't, you know, tracked it. I, I probably should have, but there was a lot going on. That's fair. 
Oh, God, Ron, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, I was just trying to help. I'm sorry. That kicked death. Walmart, Ron, to be clear. Yeah. Oh. Abby, oh. you're a fucking vampire slayer. <laughs> oh, my God, I... Oh, my God, I am a vampire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club, kid. Oh, I would never... Well... Mm. Cool. Um... <laughs> Um, can we, are you okay with Sloan and Carly tagging back in? Because I got an idea. Yeah, that also is about to move uh, to. Um, the cloud of smoke that sort of exploded out of uh, Sabnok's suit is now taking the form of, like, you know what, you know the, like, um, uh, like, sludge monster from Fern Gully that, like, someone was way too horny for when they oh, drew no. him? Hexus? I don't like I don't that. want Sabnok to be horny. Yeah, this is sick. <laughs> Too yeah. late. You, you know, you know what the the horny voice voice to go like. <laughs> no, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I'm gonna leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah, just like a big monster of of like this dark green, like very dark green, almost black uh, smoke, and it kind of like reaches a smoky hand out towards you, Sloane. Um, I think she like doesn't jump back because I have, well, depends on how you think of this idea. Okay. Um, I was going to use push myself um, to try and amp up. Now, Sapnok's powers are like necrosis, right? Like. Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah, he just dissolves living yeah. tissue. Now, how would you feel about the idea that if he's a rotten sludge man who's only death, um, what happens if he gets healed? Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, we can find yeah, out, can't we? We sure can, and I really hope it works out in my favor. You didn't steal that Phoenix down for nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did just compare him to the Fern Gully yep, bad guy, which is, like, so, not you know. just corruption, so... Right. Um, I... She's got first aid... Um, so yeah. I was thinking using, like, pushing myself, because normally I have to do, be in a safe environment for a significant stretch of time. Right. I, would you be okay with using push yourself to have it be, like, now? I think, because you're, you're not using it to heal, using you're it, using it offensively. I'm using it offensively to heal. Like, this is a scrap, I'm, this is not okay, first aid. I'm healing aggressively. It just, we're flavoring it that okay, way. Okay, cool. Then let me roll for scrap, that's cool, that's a better stat. Um, <laughs> that is an eight plus a two. That's a ten. Ten. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think just a wave of toxic gas uh, rushes around you. What advantage do you want here? I think I surprised the target. Um. Because I think he would expect Sloane to get out of the way or not try and fucking like heal him. Yeah. I think. Um. As he rushes on to you, uh, leave a trace kind of just, like, not dissolves, but sort of crumples into ash that just sort of pours over you. <laughs> and as he comes in contact with this, like, protective layer of ash, it uh, mixes with his smoke. And, I mean, you tell me what it looks like when you offensively heal him. I, um, I, we prefer the term he aggressive healing. Um, sure. <laughs> I think, um... I think it's like, it sparks, but it's not in the normal, like, 
destructive way. It's like like the embers of a fire on a summer night. Like, very warm, very, like, gentle, but increasingly growing in number inside of him. Um, and, uh-huh, like, okay. growing bigger and more prominent. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I add another layer of flavor <laughs> to this? Um, and potentially some danger here, because the, the part of him that is uh, encircling you is... is it's happening exactly as you yeah. say. But he's also headed for Carly, who has been trying to, uh, you know, seal up her armor as best she can. Sloane, I think, you know, through the haze, you can see Carly and see bits of her armor that is, like, the you that hates yourself. And those panels start to crack a bit, which is, you know, maybe good for your personal growth, but not good for Carly in this oh, moment. No. I, I need therapy, but not right now. Oh, no. <laughs> um... Carly, what do you do? I think she's going to revert those panels okay. back into light. Yeah. And then make new ones. Like, trying to f- do a quick switcheroo. Like, take away everything that's broken, get new one in there. Okay, okay, yeah, give me a beat the else's pal. Cool. That is a nine plus a one. That's ten. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you managed to just sort of quickly patch up your, your suit um, and uh, protect, keep yourself protected as uh, Sabnok. You just hear like a low rumbling roar coming from the cloud as those like sparks start to spread throughout more and more of it. Sloan, give me a cool line. Oh, fuck, how dare you? Um, uh, uh, you, this is the worst thing you could do to a person. Smell you later. (gasps) Um, uh, shit, man. I don't know. Um, (laughs) you literally, it doesn't have to be like a slick one-liner. I'm just saying like, this is your moment. You're, you're defeating Uh, like the guy who's like done so much harm to you. What do you got to say to him? I can't wait till I forget you. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> you can't. You literally. <laughs> no, it's, it's the worst line. thing to say. No, no, that's good. The, wor- that's the good. worst thing to say is think of a cool line on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Carly turns to you and says, "Oh, that's a good line." <laughs> hey, don't patronize. <laughs> the the. Sparks of life continue to spread through more and more of him, and uh, just that roaring pain. Um, a wisp of smoke that is not yet, um, I don't want to say corrupted, because that's the opposite of what's happening, but that you haven't gotten to yet, uh, floats through the air towards uh, the cigarette that Lucifer dropped and touches the tip of it, and the entire cloud of smoke around you bursts into fire. Can I, as Carly, throw myself to push her down and so hopefully cover both of us because I still have the armor on? Yeah, give me Pegasus Power, but take plus one for the armor. Ooh, that's uh, two twos, so I'm going to roll one. Okay. That's a six, seven, eight, and Pow is ten, plus one. Uh, no, the plow is nine, plus one is ten. Ten? Okay, yeah, you tackle Sloane and manage to just kind of cover her with your armor. As uh, But here's the thing, it's not just exploding, the fire is not fading. 
And uh, I think you hear Sabnok's voice sounding much more demonic than it usually does. Just, uh, you think you're the only one who's learned anything. I can control the burn rate of my gas much better now. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I know I just went, but can Ursula Ursa do something? Sure. Uh, you know, she's still, like, I imagine this happens at the same time that she was flying in the shield, and she just starts shooting from, with a water hose that's coming from the backpack. Mm-hmm. Just pulling out the fire. Okay, yeah, yeah, give me a bombard. That's a five, and I dropped the other die, so I'm rolling again. That's a, f- uh, a four and a five, a nine, and she has zero power, so a nine. Uh, uh, it was bombard, so it'd be Ellie. Oh. Ellie is two. That's an eleven. Eleven. Okay, yeah, in that case, yeah, I think he <laughs> just immediately starts uh, yelling again as uh, the fire is put out by uh, Ursula Ursa. And, uh, Only you can prevent forest Jesus fires! Motherfucker! <laughs> God. Two uh, seasons she I'm deleting the Very podcast. Good. Very good. So. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh. Listen, if I didn't do it, someone would do it in the chat weeks later, and I would, for- I would feel bad that I didn't do it at the time. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Oh, it's just that OG Ron has done nothing but react so far. He hasn't done anything cool. Oh, sorry, so, yeah, you want to do something cool? Uh, yeah, I want to, uh, so I, I feel like both uh, Aura and uh, Sabnock are thoroughly dealt with. Yeah. So he's going to take aim at Lucifer. Okay, yeah, Lucifer's kind of on the ground, does not look like he's doing that well. Um, give me a bombard. Alrighty. Ah, shit, that's a six. I'm, I'm going to push it. Yeah. Alright, that's better, that's a nine. Nine, what downside do you want? Collateral damage. Okay. Hmm. What? How do I want to handle this? Let me think. You take aim at Lucifer, and you fire off one shot and hit him, and you're about to just, like, you know, shoot another one, when suddenly that uh, giant airship I mentioned crashes into the ground... Uh, just grinding through the asphalt. Um, I think you shoot the side of it, and it just starts spraying starlight everywhere. You hit, like, I guess a gas tank? Um, this thing is gigantic. Everybody needs to get the hell out of the way here. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Right. Uh, do, do we need to roll to get out of the way, or...? I think there's too many of you to bother <laughs> making all of you say. roll. <laughs> um, I think... Sloane instinctively, um, like, tries to get Abby out of the way. Yeah, yeah, you all just kind of rush. I think, you know, you're not seriously wounded by it, but you are just, like, like knocked to the ground, blown away by it, as it just smashes into the pavement and kind of, uh, grinds to a halt, like, as it slips into the mud of the park and is just a steaming wreckage that is just spewing uh, starlight everywhere. What the fuck uh, is that idea? thing? Good Jesus. job, Ron. You killed the monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Now, what the fuck was it? Is everyone okay? Eh? Back at the bank, all of you are still just kind of um, 
studiously working, you know, checking the temps on the servers, you know, pulling them out and uh, fiddling with them if one's not working right. Uh, Anna is at, like, a terminal doing data entry. There is just a haze of little owl bots hovering uh, over you, uh, forcing I, the command mm, through. I have I have a move. <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you want to do? Quentin is, like, so mad while he's working. He's so mad, and he remembers this guy fucking kicked his ass so many times and killed Ursa and all this stuff. So the Quentin in his mind. <laughs> the, the Jude, coming Judas in. Quentin in his mind. Did you just <laughs> quote, you motherfucker? Uh, goes to the back uh, of his braid, and there's like a glass case that says, Cringe, open in case of emergency. <laughs> ah! uh, anyway. Why do you have me in the back of your brain? Never mind. And as he's working, Quentin says, I'm tired of being what you want me to be. Feeling so faithless, lost under the surface. <laughs> under I the don't surface. know what you're expecting of me. Don't know what I wanna, you I want to try to resist the, uh, the, uh, under the, um, the pressure. Walking yeah. in your We're going to get dinged by copyright. Call him the yeah. undertow. Just call him the undertow. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah. No, he's going to try oh. and uh, use the power of song to change, uh, change the world. <laughs> Give me a beat the odds plus bizarre. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Still bad at it. He still can't do it. That was a four. <laughs> you know, sometimes just singing can help make the workday go a little mm-hmm. quicker. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Um. I think, uh, yeah, Strix, you are just mindlessly attending all these machines um, that uh, James, I, I guess, uh, assigned you to do, and um, it's it's mind-numbing, and that's a, that's a feeling you're used to from the, the forest. Yeah. But this is, like, you're more acutely aware of the boredom than you ever used to be, and it just feels like you you're struggling to concentrate on the world around you as you continue to just sort of toil away at this. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, what else is there? Like, this is... I mean, I guess I guess this is safe? You hear a voice, Strix, say, um... Hey, wake up. Huh? There you are. I've been trying to talk to you for ages now. Millennia, even. Wh- who-, who are you? Strix, I think you're, like, looking around, but you're just hearing this voice in your head as it says, uh... Come on, you know who I am. You've known the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I... I was just... I was just afraid, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. We saw how rough this was for Ursula. You don't have to worry about that, though. I'm, I'm not gonna replace you. I chose this. We chose this. Oh, right, right, right. I guess, I guess we did. So, so what do you want? The same thing you want. What we've wanted the whole time to save everyone, even when the world says we can't. Well, I mean, it's is the world wrong on that one? I mean, the, the world we tried to save is it's all but gone, and. The one that replaced it might be in even worse shape. Its only lifeline is a monster, entirely at the mercy of another monster. I mean, how can I possibly fix any of this? How could anyone? I think Satan Genesius is just kind of like 
ambling over towards you with just sort of an eyebrow raised as he sees you talking to, like, yourself. I'm imagining Strix just has, like, his head tilted up slightly to, to address this voice. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what our superpower was before Strix? I mean, yeah, patterns. Seeing, seeing stuff that happens over and over. Yep. And, see, the thing about pattern recognition is that it's a great way to know what's going to happen, assuming nothing ever changes. Really useful for status quo, less so for making anything better. I... I suppose. I, I, but I don't really see what that has to do with what, what I do. I just, I just sort of move stuff. I'm not really sure how. Not sure about anything, to be honest. I mean, look, look, you... You always had plans. Maybe maybe you should take the wheel. I mean, you you couldn't do a worse job than I am. <laughs> I already told you that's not happening, buddy. Not much point anyway, seeing as you're me and all. As far as what you do... Hey, do you remember before all this started, all those forevers ago, when we were really into music, collecting records, listening to them while we studied? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, wow, I... I totally forgot. That, that that might have helped me kill time back in the forest. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have. But uh I mean, what why bring it up now? I'm we're we're kind of in the middle of something. Oh, I've got a point to make. Not a great one, mind you. Metaphors were never our strong suit. But music is just patterns, Strix. Beautiful ones. But they aren't normal patterns. They don't happen naturally or randomly. Somebody makes them happen. Somebody tinkers and sweats and crafts at them until they get the sounds they want. They write it, and that intention makes it art. I... I suppose so? But I don't... No, Butts. You're a lot smarter than you seem, and you know already where I'm going with this. I loved that music, Strix. Bobbing my head, soaking it in, letting it wash over me. It was always wonderful, but in the end, the tune wasn't going to change for anything that I did. But you, Strix, you're a composer. The tempo, the chords, the beat, that's yours. Wow. You're right. Metaphors really aren't our strong suit. <laughs> Look, cut me some slack. We spent, what, 10,000 years alone in the woods? I mean, yeah, but... But okay, uh... Let's say you're right. I can't just start messing with everything. What, what, what if I make it worse? Sometimes that's just the risk you have to take if you want things to get better, and... Hey, in case you forget, we uh, still have this. And uh, James holds up the Gabe lens that Strix has had for a long time now. I think, uh, if y'all will indulge me in some bullshit, <gasps> I think, uh, think kind of similar to when uh, Ursula Ursa reformed, I think there's sort of, I think there's a flash of light, mm -hmm. and I think Strix kind of morphs in a way, and uh, I think... When the lights dim and we see what he looks like now, he 
looks like James used to, uh, with some pretty important differences. Uh, for one thing, uh, his, he's definitely better dressed. I'm not going to specify how. I'm going to... I'm, I'm fucking letting all the fan art go to my head, and I'll just let people imagine, but he looks cool and leave it at that. <laughs> uh, he's got big fucking owl wings coming out of his back. Those are new. And uh, he's got some fucking dork-ass steampunk goggles <laughs> with some very familiar-looking lenses in them. Hell yeah. And uh, carved into those goggles are the words, Shape the Future. Yeah. yeah. And and he's gonna fucking try and, like, bend fate itself and fucking get rid of this fucking cloud of owls that are controlling everybody right now. Give me a beat the odds plus bizarre. All right. Also, I, for the record, I want to say that this is completely different from what you're describing, but I'm just picturing bladders. <laughs> your bladders now from Animal Crossing? <laughs> with a little tie and the checker pattern. Like I imagine like, like, a, like a silhouette of light describing how Mike described it is there, and then when it clears, it's just bladders. <laughs> It's just, it's just literally blathers from Animal yeah. Crossing. Uh, anyway, that's a ten. Ten, yeah. Describe what happens to... Describe what you do. So, shape the future. Uh, so, so it, it's still going within human, and that kind of lets me just do whatever with my power. Yeah. And my Eidolon can let me shape my destiny. Okay. And... My destiny doesn't include these fucking mind control owls. I'm gonna point a fucking finger into the sky, fucking do a Gurren Logon ass pose, <laughs> and all the owls are just gonna fucking burst like just a series of tiny explosions. Okay, yeah, there's sort of like a wave of of fire overhead as they all just kind of burn up and just their little tiny mechanical bodies all just kind of drop from the sky. Um, and I think. If I can add a little flourish here in sure. the uh, like glean of the goggle lenses, we see um, a moment from your past when uh, Gabe put a hand on your shoulder and told you that you were going to gain more than you lost. Aww. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Satan is like watching all this and just kind of slowly backs away towards the nearest door. <laughs> I think uh, Strix is going to turn to him and he's going to point at him and say, hey, 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 where do you think you're going? Oh, I was just going to go to the uh, uh, copy room copy to make room. some copies. Copies, eh? For important legal documents. Uh, I think uh, Strix is going to uh, I, I lean too much on this as a dramatic flourish, but I think he's going to snap his fingers and the door behind uh, Satan Genesis is going to close and lock itself. He's just going to continue backing towards it and then just like bop into it. He's like, oh, huh, I thought that was open. Uh, oh, ah, that is locked. Um, He starts like patting himself down for keys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Quentin, Anna, Alexis, Needlemouse, y'all doing okay? Feeling fine. Yeah, I think you've all been like shaken out of the the spell as the the owls got burnt up. Feeling amazing. Uh, Needle Mouse is gonna start revving up his idol. <laughs> Hell yeah! 
Give me one reason why I shouldn't saw your face off, Satan. I mean, I don't think I ever did anything to you. You're the one that's responsible for creating every shade. Oh, no, I, I don't know about that. I'm just a thought. I'm, I'm, I'm the defense attorney, Satan. I advocated You're for people. You're a terrible defense attorney. Okay, well, I feel like a criticism of my job performance is different from my, you know, look, I, I, did, I, I did my best. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, fucking Henry. I, I think, listen, Needle Mouse, you've been through a lot and you deserve a little murder as a treat. I just, I, I just think we should have a rational conversation about this like into adults. His face. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> you are not in legal proceedings, which means that uh, I write sins, not tragedies, is not defending Satan, and he just gets uh, splattered against the wall. I do feel a little better after that. I'm glad to hear it. Hey, uh, so Quentin. Hey. It's nice to see you it's again, nice buddy. To see it. I'm sorry I was a bad professor, teacher, fake person, but I'll... I... I mean, in general, yeah, but the best piece of advice I ever got was from you. You know? Remember about flipping the table? Quentin, it takes a while for him to remember that he, like, his eyes light up. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so, hey, listen, you and I are here... Ursa and Sloan are over by the park, and they're going to need some help. And I think the rest of y'all should head that way. But we're still one person short, and I know where she is. So I'm going to see you all in a bit. And Strix is going to fucking fly out of the room. Okay. Um, as you do, Strix, I think you're, you're flying overhead. And looking down, I do think you see... Um, a wall of just drones hovering around the warehouse... And a hole in the ceiling where presumably uh, Metatron Studebaker descended into it to deal with the, that situation. Ah, shit. Uh, I guess he's gonna head down to try and take care of that first. Okay, I think as you dive bomb towards that, um, all of the guns of the drones train on you and uh, start open firing. Um, do you want to give me a beat the odds with Ellie to like weave through them here, or what do you want to do? Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Strix says Ellie of one. I've probably got a good shot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of them are like you know clipping you. You're you're not getting through this unscathed advance your damage track, but you make it through and kind of dive bomb through the same hole in the warehouse. And uh, I think um, you just see uh, Metatron in the middle of the room just swarming the owls. There's a lot of damage in here, presumably from when the Mailer Daemons were uh, rising up, but now they're all just uh, working hard, you know, moving boxes, labeling shit, keeping everything moving, and he says, Yes, yes, yes. you see, Pazuzu, this was not difficult at all. You just have to use a firmer hand as a manager. And I think Pazuzu is just next to him, uh, again, kind of cat-dogged all out over here, and he's like, "Mm, Yes, I suppose you're right. I have some things to learn from you. Hey, asshole. What? What? Wait, what? Why are you off of your post? You should be working. Yeah, and you shouldn't have my face. I I mean, I already took off half of it. What do you want? I want to build a better place. And step one is getting rid of your ass. I disagree. (laughs) I'm not a one-liner guy. I'm a manager. James is not a one-liner guy. It's totally in character. Also accurate. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's, he's really just more of a rip his shirt off guy, so... Quentin, uh, what did you do after Strix took off? Uh, Quentin goes to the team. Okay, so... Have you guys ever read The Cimmerillion? <laughs> that was your students? Yeah, you guys were my students. You were my students. Have you guys ever read The Cimmerillion? Anna raises her hands. Turns out there's a spider that <laughs> can turn light into into unlight. You know, so uh, I think we should go. Uh, we should go go merc this fool. <laughs> I want to make us all invisible. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna reference the Cimmerillion where you know we could turn make weave webs of unlight to like uh, clove us all in like fucking shadow cloak or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Give me a BPS plus Ellie Quentin. So that is a seven. <laughs> seven, okay. Um, I think you make yourself invisible, and this is less a mixed success and more a mercy to Crystal. Only one of the other people in this room can get cloaked. It, it would be Needle Mouse, because Needle Mouse is the one that wants to kill Metatron the most. Okay, okay. Okay, so fucking you sneak up, and you fucking just murk him. You murk him like you murk Satan. We can fucking do this. Quentin. I... I'm so happy to be fighting with you again. <laughs> this is this is good. We're a good team. I'm so, man. Sorry, I got all feely feels for the for the for the Dracula. I hate Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you take off um, at the speed of sound, <laughs> and. Uh, Managed to get to the, uh, you know, you slip by undetected into the warehouse just about the same time Strix is in here and just watching a, a bad one line off between the two Jameses. Why can't when they say the bad one liner and then just like fucking murk them? <laughs> you, you gotta let people finish their one liners. It's just, it's basic courtesy. <laughs> Strix, what do you do? All these, uh, you, you just see like every Mailer Demon has like a little cloud of owl bots around its head. I'm gonna try and do what I did back in the server room and just like get rid of the, the fucking owl bots. Give me another Beat the Odds Plus Biz. Okay, that is a nine. Nine, let me Not think. Not gonna be as clean this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, they start burning up. But um, you're making progress and gradually freeing some of them from the influence. But then you, uh, Pazuzu uh, constricts himself around you like a snake. Ah! Now just hold on there. We've got an effective management strategy going on here. Since when do you fight? I generally don't. I prefer to give orders. But you're in here causing problems. So, you know. Quentin and Needle Mouse, the big owl worm is uh, constricting Strix. I think uh, Metatron is trying to just uh, generate more owl robots to replenish the ones that got destroyed. What do you two do? Um, Needle Mouse just wants to, uh, like, seep into, like, the cogs and machinery of Metatron's body with his slimy uh -huh. goo body. Yeah, yeah. And then while he's, like, well seeped in inside him, uh, he summons rhythm and balance inside him to just just rip up his guts. Oh shit! Yeah, give me a scrap. Hell yeah! That's a ten. 
10. What advantage do you want? Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm going to create an opportunity for Quentin, giving him plus one forward to the first person to make yeah, use of it. Yeah, so I don't know how many, like, guts he's got for you to rip out in this way, but you're definitely gunking up his, uh, like, rocket chair that he's in, and it's sort of, like, wobbling and descending towards the ground. And he's just, hey, stop, stop that. that. Cut, Cut it out. out. I, I don't, don't like it. it. Okay, I got a I got a fucking finisher for this guy. Um fucking it's over Metatron. No, it's not. It's it only started like 10 minutes ago. All of you need to get back to work immediately. As he says, uh back to work, uh I turn the web into sound and I wrap up all of his little owls, all of them, all of them into like a big cotton candy web. Uh okay. and compress it into a baseball. <laughs> Okay, yeah, give me a uh, beat the odds plus pow, but take plus one for how many times Quentin is, like, trained to resist uh, James's commands. Okay, I actually got a good one. This one, that was a nine. Plus, what, that's pow? Oh, you should get one for, uh, for, uh, Needle Mouse, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so yeah, you're into ten territory. So, yeah, I think it happened exactly as you said, just a spider web kind of, like, darting from owl to owl just across the entire warehouse uh, connecting them all together and then just kind of like contracting until it's all just a big I think there's nothing here that's not a, a baseball but it's more like a beach ball and I think around you you're just hearing a lot of like whoa what just happened oh boy I feel funny what's going on yeah and we're just gonna like uh, fucking volleyball spike that into yeah spike it into Metatron and like knock him fucking <laughs> out of here yeah, give me a bombard, but take plus one from successfully, like, webbing up all this shit into the ball. Sweet. Okay, cool. I got an eight. What downside do you want? Oh, what are the downsides again? Uh, I'll take the negative one. Okay, yeah, your nerves are rattled as you just spike it like a volleyball directly into Metatron's face, knocking him out of the chair and uh, just slamming to the ground. And, uh... <laughs> Let me think of what happens here. I think uh, Pazuzu is still constricting Strix. That's hard to say. Uh, and it's just like, oh dear, this is not going well at all. As the Mailer Daemons all kind of turn and see, hey, yeah, that's that joke we tried to mind control us. Yeah, we are finally starting to stand up for ourselves when then he, this asshole comes in and starts fucking trying to push us around and shit. Hey, man, watch your language. I ain't fucking. Fuck you. Okay, look, we're getting off track here. The point is, I hate this guy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what should we do with My them? Children. Rip his threads. The worst influence. Hey, have you guys ever considered unionizing? Oh, boy, that's the U word. Oh, hey, you know. Yeah, let's do it. Where should we start? I got a great idea. Let's make a guillotine. <laughs> Yay. That's how unionizing <laughs> works, right? <laughs> Just funny little guys. Uh, I think gonna like turn his head to look at Pazuzu and then back at the Mailer Demons and say, make sure it's a big one. Yeah, honestly, I've been uh, fantasizing about guillotining that damn neck of his for a long time. Hmm. <laughs> All of you need to stop this at once and uh, resume your pose. We are running incredibly far behind. Someone just like throws a package at Pazuzu's head, which makes him loosen his grip on Strix. Ah, oh, yeah, there we go. Ooh. Time for one final delivery. They're ass to hell. <laughs> hey, buddy, if there's one thing you taught us, 
It's the nothing stops the mail! Express service. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh... Let's go back to the the park fight real quick. It's basically over, but this uh, ship just crashed. All of you are kind of scattered and in disarray. And um, Lucifer uh, manages to claw his way up on top of the airship. And it's just like, he's bleeding profusely, looking down at all of you and just says, I am here to perform a job, and I am not... Leaving until I've done it. And as he says that, the starlight that is spewing out of the uh, the bullet holes in the airship uh, transforms into a nuclear bomb with a big, like, clock counting down on it. Oh. Do any of you know how to defeat This is bomb? exactly <laughs> what Ethelwolf is good at. <laughs> because a yes. nuclear bomb oh, is something baby. like a machine and he has a real you know physical claw hammer that he's so good with he can instantly dismantle any machine do it oh my god give me a beat the odds plus pow Ethel wolf that's a 10 oh yeah Dis- like narrate dismantle Tell us all how to put another song reference in here. How to dismantle an atomic bomb, Ethelwolf. Fuck he, he sees the, the the worst possible machine that man could make. A weapon that did not even exist in his time. That he could not even conceive of. And he, if you remember back in the Vengabus episode, he made some gauntlets. <laughs> that was stripped from yes. the undertow car. Right. And he is going to rush towards the bomb and grab it with the gauntlets and take the claw of the hammer and just strip the warhead off. And then, like, strip every single screw and nail in it off until it's just a bunch of little scrap metal and a warhead that's not attached to any timer and is in his hands. I think as you're doing this, because it's not instantaneous, this takes some time, and Lucifer's watching you, he is standing there, kind of like, you know, legs spread, sort of shoulder width, and just sort of clutching his fist. He is doing everything in his power to make a move to stop you, but he just has nothing left. He is powerless, and as you finish taking the bomb apart, he just uh, collapses and falls off the side of the ship and just lands in a... Uh, just crumpled heap on the ground next to you, um, finally giving in to his wounds. Does anyone know what to do with this warhead? I think Ron is gonna look at Ethelwolf, and then he's gonna look back toward the park to where Beelzebub last waddled off, <laughs> and then he's gonna turn back to Ethelwolf and smile and say, I've got an idea. ha! <laughs> Ron, give me a reveal your master plan. Oh, shit. Okay. Push myself on that one. This seems like a pretty important role. Yeah. If there's any assistance. <laughs> I I have a way to assist if you need. Sure. Uh, I think Ursula Ursula looks at you and says, if you're going to do it, do it well. And she grabs Pack Light and takes out a little drone that can fit the nuclear warhead for you to pilot over there. I rolled a nine, so if you can give me that help roll. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an eight. And I'm pretty sure I have all tie with you. So oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, man, I should have been adding ties to all those rolls. <laughs> <laughs> plus three against James. Jeez. Yeah. Um, okay. Then I'm actually going to do a little scene with Beelzebub, but I haven't scripted it because I didn't know I needed to. <laughs> I, of course, am in the business of misery, my friend. And business has never been better. All the power they could ever want. Complete control over not just their own lives, but those of everyone they know. And yet they still find themselves in need of my services. It's truly quite comedic. But I'm certainly not complaining, not one bit. The entire thing is a flawless clockwork system that ensures that no matter what, I always get what I want. I say, what do you suppose that is in the sky there? (laughs) But it's going to end with, yeah, yeah, the drone flying over and just dropping the warhead and, uh... I think from where you are, you can just see a mushroom cloud as there is just a rush of wind blowing the trees sideways uh, from the park. And, uh, yeah, if that didn't kill him, you're not sure what would. I hope there's no, like, nuclear fallout from the thing we just did. Eh. Uh, we can fix it, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. No one lived... No one lived there but him, right? Uh, just him and a bunch of dead gabes. I don't... That, yeah, that... I don't like hearing that. Oh, shit, by the way, hey! 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 Hey, you're back! I hey. am... something. I... Um, yeah, I just need to get this out of the way. I'm sorry about all the shit... Not just BB, but I'm sorry for what happened before when I left. I just, I care for you. You're my friend, but I feel like we bring out the worst in each other. (laughs) Yeah, no, no fucking kidding. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, look, we spent, God, like, who knows how long together. Lost um, track. And, um... Well, that's... I'll never forget yeah. that. I just... Uh, but, um... I want you to be happy. And I hey, want to be happy. Okay. And I think it's probably best if... I don't think it's gonna work very well if we keep yeah. hanging around each other. No, I'm... I'm with you. Like <laughs> I, I know BB was like a <sighs> like the worst bits of you, yeah. and I really can't throw shade. But and she's still in here. Yeah. Like I need to atone yeah, no, for what but... I did. Uh, a part well, of me did. I need to make sure everyone's okay. Well, she. I think Sloane looks over at Abby, who is still. I. I think she's still kind of. Freaking out with Walmart, Ron. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Vampire, oh vampire. Yeah. Um, and she just looks at Abby, and she just smiles at Ursula and says, "I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll get a chance." I think she 
she laughs and she uh, softly punches you in the shoulder. Now, go get her. Oh no, she's she needs a minute. She killed the vampire. It's okay. I can wait. God. You're such a dork. <laughs> There's something you know, like uh, when you've been in a room with like a humming fan or something, and it shuts off, and you didn't even realize that like that noise was present this whole time until mm-hmm. like you thought it was quiet, but now it's quiet. Mm-hmm. That happens suddenly, and you see. All of the undertow homes around you, um, the lights through the windows just uh, winking out. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't seem good. If those are going out, that means that, uh, like, are the universes? Oh, shit, shit. Back at the bank, uh, everybody left the All-Star alone. And uh, Astaroth is just sort of twitching next to it, mostly dead, but, I mean, for a demon, what does that even mean? He is just uh, fused to the side of it, and he just uh, can, can barely muster any words at all, and he just says, I have worked too hard for too long to let a bunch of angels that have already failed once to steal my work. And he sticks his tongue out and bites it off and starts uh, bleeding out from that wound. And uh, the all-star starts to fade underneath of him. And uh, I think everyone, wherever you are, Alexis, actually, you've got the best uh, view of this because you're far up above. Um, You just see like a wave of darkness shoot over the neighborhood as everything goes quiet down there. It all just goes static like a photograph. Except for one house that still has its lights on in a distant corner. Island Pop is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at playtest. You can follow Mike at MikeLovesRabbit. Ty at Sirius Tiberius, Zoe at Blankzilla, Fabi at Fabi underscore Garza, Crystal at Arcane Crystal, and Luke at SSJ Speed Racer. Idol and Pop will be back in two weeks. On January 17th for Patreon subscribers, and on January 24th for everyone else. See you then! Bye!